But if we take this power that we have, that God has given us to think, feel, and choose, which generates energy through our brain, and we don't think, feel, and choose correctly, we generate the wrong energy, a distortion of the truth, that fear. What is a sound mind? Join Kenneth and Gloria Copeland along with guest Dr. Caroline Leaf as they explain how thinking God's thoughts, which is love, leads to a sound mind. Next on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Hello, everybody. This is The Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Welcome today. We have Dr. Caroline Leaf with us again today. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And um, listen, be sure and download the notes uh, of the broadcast. They're free. And, but particularly in the, the nature of, of Dr. Leaf's presentation and what she's talking about, all of the scriptures, all of the notes, and, and particularly the, the, so the scientific notifications and everything will be in those outlines. Praise the Lord. You can follow right along there and say, mm-hmm. And you can you, you do like I do, sit up here and do your best to look smart enough to understand what you're saying. <laughs> Amen. Gloria, you look stunning today. Do I look smart? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, we, we're both smarter because we we spent yesterday with Caroline Leaf. Well, every little bit helps. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for sending Caroline to us. Thank we receive you, her anointing. We receive the blessing of the Lord through her. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let, let's go back to our, our um, golden text in 2 Timothy 1, mm-hmm. 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Everybody wants a sound mind, but you must have a healthy, sound brain through which the mind functions. Now, Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. This will transform you by the renewing of your mind. And yesterday, I I, I never had this thought while while you were teaching, word replacement. Word replacement. We have the Word of God to replace the words that we learned in childhood and learned uh, and and data gathered in our brains uh, through the world. But we thank God have supernatural word and thought replacement. Mm. Glory to God. Isn't that, isn't that, Powerful. Yeah, but that renewing your mind to the Word is is what transforms you. And I I remember 
discussing this before with you. Uh, how do you renew your mind? Jesus said, why take ye thought saying? You take a thought and say it. If I've been taking the wrong thought and saying it, thoughts of unbelief, thoughts of fear, thoughts of unforgiveness, and saying them, then they're, they're, they're damaging me, spirit, soul, and body. Because that's not what God created us to do, and that's not what He created us to think. But I go to the Word, and I find the Word-thought replacement for that. Mm-hmm. And I take that thought and say it. I am not filled with fear. Amen. I've not been given a spirit of fear. Therefore, I refuse to fear. Amen. I've been given a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Amen. And I keep taking that. Go to the, go to the book. Mm-hmm. and take that thought and say it. Take that thought and say it. Take that thought and say it. Just continue that. Take that thought and say it. You say something long enough for it to register on your heart, it will begin to control your life. Yes. So I take that thought and say it. There's coming a time when it's going to come out of my mouth without me having to think. Yes. My mind's renewed. In that point. And it's a continuous process. It's a continual renewing. You know, it's, it's, and that's what, in, this, in all my work, but in this book, I've really tried to challenge people to do that and given people the tools for how to renew your mind. Because when I worked with my patients, which had all kinds of, from the neurological problems, like learning problems, traumatic brain injuries, dementias, etc., to the one, to the emotional side, because we, we've got emotions and we've got our issues. It's the human condition. We go through the sufferings of life. And as, as we deal with that, people wanted me to help them, as well as helping myself. How do you renew your mind? How do you bring... So we know the scriptures... And, and most people have heard those are very, very well, often spoken scriptures. But how do you do it? Now, Jesus was extremely practical. So I've tried to get very practical in my application of science. And this book is really a toolbox of how to renew your mind. The elements that are involved and the process that are involved. How do you do this as a lifestyle? Oh, that's so, so that good. you don't die 15 to 25 years Amen. younger than you should. Because there's something you can do that no one else can do. So if you're dying 15 to 25 years younger, and if you're living a shorter lifespan, broken, depressed, not achieving your purpose without hope, the whole world suffers because we live entangled lives. we connected. Ephesians 4.16. I mean, there's just throughout the scriptures, we are connected. We call to get wisdom, to get understanding. So I challenge people to go beyond, to study, to, to really develop your mind. And to and how to do that. So, how? What are the practical steps involved in renewing your mind on a daily basis? How is this generation shortening their their lifespan? By two things. First of all, mind management, and it's not just it's not just um, our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren and so on. Not that I've got any grandchildren yet. I've got grand dogs, but not grandchildren yet. Um, <laughs> But it's also our current, so my, my age group, your age group, whatever, we are also, people are dying way, much, much younger. Two things. One is the misunderstanding and mismanagement of mind. So the top one on that list, the, the, the big picture, mind and then diet. 
Okay, so yeah. the correct diet, exercise, etc. So looking after the one percent physical that changed radically fifty years ago, and people's the industrialized food movement came in, so we started destroying the earth and our body. So that's another discussion. The big mind, the mind one is the main one. Both you have to address both. You can't address one without the other. But let's talk about the mind one. Top in the list of the reasons, and this will really really blow your mind too, in a good sense, why people are dying younger is chaotic thinking, not bringing thoughts mm -hmm. under control, not controlling those thoughts. And that's why one of the things that I talk about in this book is how our thinking has shifted over the generations. Every generation faces something new. Every generation. That's not unusual. But each generation has a unique issue. And we have a very unique issue in this generation that's not just affecting our kids, it's affecting the adults too. There's been a massive shift in mind management and part of it is the drugs that people are using to not deal with issues, suppressing like antidepressants and so on, um, and they're not dealing with toxic thoughts. We're not talking about stuff, we're not building our brains. So in the mind, it's chaotic thoughts, it is un lack of identity, it is mislabeling of mental ill health, not understanding what that really is, not recognizing the human condition. So it's mismanagement of mind. So chaotic thinking, mismanagement of, of, of mental health, um, the lack of identity, these are major causes that are breaking the, in our mind, that are then creating this chaos in our mind, and our mind is now working through the brain. The poor brain just does what the mind tells it to do. So if you take your computer and you throw it on the floor, your computer won't work. So when we don't get our minds right, we don't capture the, those thoughts, when we don't develop our spiritual nature and understand or develop, um, I mean, get to know our spiritual nature, how we think, feel, and choose, and so on, then we are throwing our computer on the floor. We're pushing through this chaotic, energy and it's not energy is not something weird no energy we don't exist as bishop barclay said 350 years ago we exist because god supplies the energy for existence um, we are existing because god is looking but if we take this power that we have that god has given us to think feel and choose which generates energy through our brain and we don't think feel and choose correctly we generate the wrong energy a distortion of the truth that fear we don't have a spirit of fear but we can learn to fear so mm -hmm. we are wired for love, but we learn to fear. So then we shoot this negative energy through our brain, which breaks down the brain. It creates neurochemical chaos. And because the brain and the body collectively work together, controlled by the brain, and they collectively are made of 75 to 100 trillion cells, every thought that you think instantaneously, because of the quantum nature of a thought, instantaneously affects the entire 75 to 100 trillion cells of the brain and the body. So we have this causative effect of the power of our thoughts on the physical nature, which then feeds back into the mind. And we set up these negative feedback loops. So people are walking around with uncontrolled thought life, incorrect mm -hmm. mindsets, etc. So what I've tried to do is show in, in this particular book, all my books I talk about the, the food and the mind, brain, whatever. This one I've got very, very hands-on and practical. We have shown people, okay, this is what's happening in our current age with technology, with the philosophy, the worldviews that are dominating. And it's not, just the, it's not just out there, it's in the church too. This worldview has penetrated the church too. Um, I'll talk about mindsets. What is a mindset? How we've got to get our that mindsets contain power, and we and like a, a mindset is like um, forgiveness. 
thinking mindset, a gratitude, happiness. There's 15 mindsets that I've identified through my research that we naturally have wired into us, but we choose to activate. They contain power. We also need to understand the uniqueness. You know, we know all about, we love to say we're unique and we love to quote those scriptures, but do we really understand the science of what it means to be unique? Do you really understand how you think, feel, and choose in your unique way, your unique perceptions? Because if you do, and that's a process, a lifelong process of learning to understand your customized way that you think. But it's vital that we do do that because as we understand the customized way we think, that's how we then activate the correct mindset. Because when you understand how you think, you know how to control your thoughts, which means you then choose to stay in forgiveness and, and forgiveness mindset and not in a forgiveness mindset. Well, you have some idea of the consequences on both sides of the lens. Exactly, you do. You'll get that. Yeah, particularly you'll get that. If, you're, if you're a student of the Word, and, uh, you know, that as you, as you think, so are you. Well, exactly. And you said something very significant a few moments ago related to what you've just said. Now, you said that you practice, 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 eventually you get it. And that's the other thing, memory. We have to build, we're always building memory. We're learning. We're thinking beings. We're always thinking. All day long you think, feel, and choose, and you build memories. So you can't get away from it. It's the design of who we are. So we may as well think, feel, and choose and build the correct memories, getting to those habits of thinking the correct thoughts, getting God's wisdom, accessing the wisdom of God so that you know, my thoughts above your thoughts, all those scriptures. There's a science behind how to do that. There's science that confirms that those thoughts are above our thoughts and those thoughts are potential that we can access should we choose to align with our spiritual nature, our normal, natural, wide, full of nature. The scripture just, just flashed across my mind from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. My ways are higher than, are higher than your ways. Exactly. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So that's what we're supposed to renew our mind too. So, but he didn't just leave us there. He said, my word goes forth out of my mouth. It'll not return to me void. It will accomplish those things I desire and it'll prosper. The word will prosper. That when we when we finally learn that God's smarter than we are, <laughs> that His 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 thoughts have been given to us in this marvelous book, and uh, that that makes the book as powerful as He is, because these are His thoughts. This is His mind. So, um, and the and the born again person has the mind of Christ. So that, that, that word came up again, word replacement it's equals a, thought replacement, yeah. doesn't it? Well, it does, and there's a scientific word for that that um, is one of the parts of the research and theory that I developed, and it's called reconceptualization. I so like the word science of word replacement, so <laughs> which is easier, but that's basically what you're doing. You're reconceptualizing, redesigning the way that you're thinking into the correct alignment. You're aligning with the correct way of thinking. You know, there's a, an Oxford mathematician, Sir Roger Penrose, who's still alive, who's one of the greatest minds of the century, also in his 80s, and he's actually done the mathematical and quantum calculations, which is really interesting, to show that we are immersed in love potential. So the, we literally live in the energy of love potential and 
put and there's a lot of science behind that but I'm trying to make it as simple as I can but potential means the potential to become something yeah. to actualize so with our so we literally as humanity aren't just immersed in nothing we literally are immersed in God's wisdom because that love reality that he's shown with all these calculations to try and get a handle on understanding it shows that we are living in um, the potential of wisdom that we can when we align with God we are activating the ethical values of goodness everything that is good from God is there and waiting for us so as we choose to step into the love zone and that's why I have the green and the toxic plant show you've seen me teach many times with this that's the love zone and that's the fear zone when we here we are in the middle when we make a daily decision as we bring every thought into captivity those 30,000 to 180 thoughts we have the choice every 10 seconds to say okay I'm going to redesign re what was the word you were using re word replacement, re, word replacement which thought replacement. which which starts with thoughts in the words or reconceptualize at this point i can choose am i going to listen to or step into wisdom and access and access that potential or am i going to distort that and step into the distortion of the truth which is the fear zone and that's the power that we have and that's what science says we can do every 10 seconds so our goal should be to every 10 seconds be talking to the Spirit of God otherwise you're gonna make bad decisions that's really what it's saying choose life and so it's really a not a nice spiritual nice to know um, magic potion scripture kind of thing it is a reality it has and that's where science is so amazing because science shows us the impact and the effect of that choice that we're going to make on our physical brains right. and bodies and not just on ourselves we're in relationship with people so our decisions affect each other affect our families affecting this generation affect the next four generations which means eternity so your your thoughts each thought each thought as you give birth to a thought it gives birth and it grows and that is now starting something that never dies think of it like that every mm. single thought never dies so this research in quantum physics shows if we choose to build the truth that zone we are creating life but when we choose to distort and choose to get the bitterness unforgiveness whatever it may be envy jealousy whatever we are distorting the natural environment we're going we are in we are literally taking a toxic wave which toxic energy from this side and putting it into this beautiful love realm that God has created for us and we create this distortion and this is why you can walk into an environment where people are toxic and you can feel it because as Einstein showed us, we're all emitting energy. That's not something weird. You're alive, you, you, you're giving off energy. energy. This Exactly. Yeah. So this is toxic spirit energy, abnormal. That's our default normal energy. And so we pick up those from each other. And that adds a layer of distortion on top of that. So it has to be eliminated so perfect love casts out fear. So we have to... Then you take that thought. Exactly, and you redesign and it. Honor it with words exactly you make it come alive you have really brought life into it what on one's either side exactly you've yeah. turned you've turned a potential into an actuality yeah. you created yeah. a reality you're creating your reality so you think feel choose build Thank and then God you create for the reality
exactly, that we can acknowledge and rewire. That's the beauty. Yeah. This is not your destiny. We all, this is the human condition. We react incorrectly. And that is why we need to learn how to access wisdom so we can rewire. I did some of the first neuroplasticity research back in the 80s, and I was told, you mentioned earlier, and in the first, uh, first last week, you mentioned about the fact that um, I was told it was a ridiculous question because you've heard me tell you this story before. Um, I, a lot of my professors told me that this is ridiculous to think that you can change your brain with your mind. Your mind and your brain are the same thing. And I said, no, they're not the same thing. They're separate. And if you change your mind, you can change your brain. And I showed it with my research. By the mid-1990s, it was accepted. So generally, science is 20 years ahead of what we see in education and so on and so on. But even science can be 20 years ahead of itself. You know, and, and this is where we can learn from where do you think I got my insight? It's from understanding the spiritual nature of man through the scriptures, through understanding that which gave me insight into something that I then managed to try and work through the science to help me understand so that I could help people change their mind. That's what I did with my patients. That was my objective. Now I reach millions with this. But my initial objective was to help people that had, had broken lives from oh, yeah. various different whatever. <clears throat> the necessary truth is 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Yes, yes. Now abides or now lives these three, faith, hope, and love. These are spiritual forces. Total. And spiritual forces are the most powerful forces in the universe. Mm -hmm. Far more powerful than intellectual, mm -hmm. certainly more powerful than physical. They are intellectual. Love is so intellectual, but good intellectual. So we, we have love intellect and we have fear intellect. This is the lack of, you know what I'm saying? So we The next step from the intellect is when you speak it, it becomes spirit. You're creating reality. Yeah. yeah. You're creating your next And reality. then that mysterious force called faith. Yeah. Let's get to <laughs> The substance of the spiritual force of hope. Exactly. The evidence and it is backed by himself, who is love. Exactly. <laughs> love it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. My, my, my. Um, of course, because of what God called me to do 50, almost 52 years ago, um, faith is the, the mandate of my life. And um, he, some people say, you don't preach the whole counsel of God. I don't know the whole counsel of God. I, I wasn't called, I was called to specialize in, the, in to teach God's people faith. So every time we're talking about anything, it, it, it always just comes up faith to me. Yeah, because it's your perspective. And that's the creative force of God. But oh my goodness, when the, when the human Man, the human being, born again of the Spirit of God, with the mind of Christ, taking good care of his physical body, exactly. walking by faith and living by love. I'm telling you, there's, whoa. You know what I say to people? Magnificent. There's magnificence in that. Yes. What I say to people now around the world, one of the questions I ask people is, what does love look like? And if you 
ask yourself in your life, what does love look like? Every decision needs to be aligned with love because that's where the correct reality will come from. That's where wisdom resides, etc., etc. And those are concepts that we all hear spiritually a lot, but how do you do that? You know, and that's like I want the, the mindsets, the 15 mindsets are like powerful, practical ways of understanding what love looks like. Well, you'll have to do it tomorrow. Exactly. I know we've run out of time. time. <laughs> well, we're just a little hook so people listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.